Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Yes. All right. I'm excited. And he is running a little bit behind, but he will be here. Tim. So we're going to run the show without him and we're going to run right off the tracks because we're unsupervised. Because it's a crazy train. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> anyway, welcome. welcome. I want to do the intros. Come Fine, on. you do it. <laughs> welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition, the podcast that failed to get the half off sales renamed to the Darth Maul clearance. <laughs> and before we get into tonight's show, we need to say thanks to our show partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. Let's roll that nerd footage. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together. All right, that was one of our show sponsors. Now, for our favorite show sponsor... Level up lightsabers. Yes, Jason, we had a lightsaber duel, and unfortunately, he became Darth Maul. He just, you know, he finally came to his senses and did the, nope, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with that nonsense. Anyway, links for both River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers hopefully will be found in the show notes after Tim shows up. Tim, please come. Yeah, I don't know where the show notes are. <laughs> Tim, I need you. <laughs> Oh, thanks, John, for the confidence. Oh, Jason, this is either going to be fantastic or it's going to be disastrous. <laughs> I'm thinking disastrous. Well, John is wearing his Funny Science Fiction Podcast t-shirt that he bought from River City's Tees. Kathleen still needs to buy me a lightsaber, though. And needs to Tim says he's on his way. All right. You know what, though? Let's add to our chaos and start welcoming in our guests before Tim gets here. Would you like to do the honors, Kathleen? Um, how about if I take the first two and you take the other two? Sure. All right. So we would like to welcome Jake the Jedi and Chris D.T. Gordon to the show. How's it going? Hey, guys. <clears throat> All right. Well, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, you go first. Go first. Oh, I'll go first. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. My name is Jake. 
Um, I have a TikTok. My name is Jake the Jedi on TikTok as well. I do lightsaber stuff. I love Star Wars, Marvel, everything. I'm just a normal guy, you know? Wait, if you're normal, you're not in the right show. <laughs> hey, you're right. Yeah. That's a good point. That's, you're right. You're right. You're right. This might not be for you. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I think I'm good here. <laughs> Although if you feel that you're normal here, you're probably not, but we'll accept you anyway. It's kind of what we'll, we'll find some weirdness in you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> and Chris, tell us about yourself too. Certainly. Thanks for having me here. Everyone, I really appreciate it. My name is Chris DT Gordon, as I, you were told earlier. I am usually on my own show called Scar Bearers, where I tell my story and other stories of trial and triumph but as you can tell i'm also a huge geek and i love i'm excited to share the geekdom with my new friends here i got my boba fett hat and my loki sweater because that is a fantastic sweater thank you it's merchoid you gotta check it out i know not as good as river city tees but they got some good stuff there too and so i'm so so excited to delve into the geekiness awesome excellent and we also have Phil Better from the Phil Better podcast. Hello, everyone. And we also have Master Allen, our longtime friend. So we have a full house tonight. And Should we, we are... let them introduce themselves too? No, not at all. We, we're not allowed. Oh, to I guess. <laughs> no, don't don't <laughs> let us introduce before. ourselves because that's dangerous. <laughs> I'll let Master Allen go first since he, he is the right. wise one. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully everybody has seen me at least one other time before this, if you're on the pod. Uh, to everybody on TikTok, Funny Science Fiction Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook or YouTube. Um, and yeah, I am a humble purveyor of lightsabers dunking on Anakin and Tom Krell. <laughs> and um, that's most of what I am known for to this point, um, at least among the Star Wars community. I think. Alan, I have to tell you that I already I love you because my one of my students and I were talking about the prequels and he praises the prequels and I was just talking about how much of a whiny teenager and slash cheerleader that Anakin is and so no I I already am am your biggest fan right now so well and if and and if if your if your takeaway from Anakin is that he's a whiny teenager instead of that he's a lesson. Then it's a lot harder to watch him screw up. But the purpose of his character is to be a lesson. We're supposed to watch him screw up so that we can be like, man, I need to not do that. True. And then right. and, and then it makes it a much more like then the story is all for for me at least is a lot more enjoyable. Um, because I had that same problem you did the very first time I watched it, and then I saw it and it was just like, now I get it. Now I understand. <laughs> I, I it's a I, cautionary tale. But otherwise, I mean, I just, it's harder to swallow him being this grandiose figure when he sounds like that. And he comes from such a hard beginning. You think he'd have a harder edge to him growing up on the sands of Tatooine as a slave. So you, you have think to the sand should have him. So if I may just jump in, Phil Better, podcast mogul, host a lot of podcasts, yada, 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 nerd. Doesn't, <laughs> All right, right, doesn't yeah. matter right now. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, We're on etiquette. To... It is on. <laughs> it's already started. So you have to remember when Anakin came into being taught the Jedi ways and all that, he was told constantly that he is the prophesized one, the one to bring balance to the force. So his ego gets bigger and bigger. And it's being inflated because Palpatine is there. 
you have to you don't look at him as a whiny person I and mean, he is a lesson because if you are it's a lesson to twofold on society you have to look at it as society as a whole they're telling you that if you overinflate someone's ego as the children because i'm going to take the boomers saying millennials are entitled and yada 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 so you're telling us we're entitled we're believing that we're entitled so when we do ask for these things that we want we, when we get raises. rebuffed we get pissed off because we're not used to being told no right so in he's been he's been told that he's this amazing person he's the strongest jedi yada 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 to for his whole life from everyone and then when he does finally get onto the council they're like yeah we don't want you on this council you're you're here because you're politically appointed which goes against the basis of the jedi ways and because he's like but I'm, oh, I've been told that I'm this prophesied child. I've been told I'm bringing balance. I'm so powerful. I'm the best since Yoda and whatever. He gets told, no, you're not. You don't get the rank of master. So it's understandable. He's, he, it's he just, if you look at it as a millennial, he's being told his whole life, like you're entitled, go get a job, go get a degree because you're going to get that better job. You go get, and we all end up in fucking uh, friggin' debt. And then finally, when coffee. we drink, and- you put the coffee link up. <laughs> yes, I will. I will send it. <laughs> Such a hard time. Um, but he gets told that he's he's not, and he's going into the workforce or he's going into the world, and he's told like, yeah, you're you're smart and you're powerful and all that, but then you're you're not getting the benefits that we were told we were supposed to he was supposed to get by getting Mm -hmm. that rank so that pushed him over the edge he's like the jedi because he's listening to this apparently uh this guy who's bring that caption back up i want that caption i have to justify piss because he keeps proving himself over and over again yes Bring it back no, up. Anakin oh, is a and, tiny machine that disobeys orders and commits war crimes. But if you, I, I watched that something is, really. That is all Anakin does. He proves himself <laughs> over and over again by then also denying accountability for not following orders and committing war crimes. And so but I'm with you on your who, analogy. Who trained, the him? Who trained is, him? Who trained well, him? Go so back the to problem with your analogy. Let's back go back to Yoda. Yoda. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Get ready. But, but Yoda's <laughs> failing is what. But what happens? Anakin. But what happens when Yoda defies the council? He stands there and says, "Yep, I did it." When Qui-Gon defies the council, yes, I did it. I accept the consequences. When Anakin defies the council, he is never willing to accept the consequences. He always has an explanation as to why he doesn't need to be held responsible. And that is the reason why Qui-Gon and Yoda are Jedi and Anakin becomes a villain and a mass murderer. Oh, I'm not debating the fact that Anakin, there are reasons why Anakin. But I was was more, I, I took offense with saying that he's a whiny bitch. Which, well, that's, but so, I didn't say that, but I well, just, that's, the, like, that's the biggest thing I had. Like, like, there are, there are, like look, I look at the prequels, like there are you, faults. Man. There are faults in the prequels. Like, I'm that not. Way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. But so, the, but the what are we doing? Pointing, so here's the, pointing, pointing at you. Yeah. Okay, yes, okay. <laughs> trying to go that way. But so, <laughs> the, it's mirrored, the, so it's there are a lot of people that when they first saw the prequels, the reason why their experience of Anakin was that he was a whiny bitch is because they were struggling with a lot of the, the difficulty communicating emotionally that Anakin was. Mm-hmm. And what they saw was somebody that was fracturing and will make him about toxic masculinity for a second. Sure. And like Anakin fracturing under his inability to communicate his emotions and turning away from help because he thinks those things are what heroes do because heroes don't need help. So if I accept help, I'm not a hero. Men don't talk about their feelings because men are able to control their feelings. Like all of, all of these things. And those are, that that's all part of Anakin's story as well. But if you are in your early twenties, when you see the movie, which I was, and you haven't figured out 
all of those lessons yet. Your takeaway from him is that he needs to man up because you're you're having to watch him buckle in a way that you are trying not to buckle. And so you can't acknowledge his struggle because if you do, you are admitting your own struggle and then you have to come face to face with your own uh, mortality reasoning and psyche. Yeah. And, and, and also like, I'm not, I'm having a great time already. I like it master. (laughs) And and, And the, the real tragedy of Anakin is he thought he was keeping secrets from people that understood what his secrets were. Everybody saw him struggling. He thought they didn't know. I mean, he and did he technically bring help. balance to the force. <laughs> he did. To be fair, I agree. He did. Yeah. But no, yes, that was a. I, I enjoyed that. Okay, we can continue. What's the the real? So <laughs> hi guys. <laughs> you gotta introduce hey, yourself. Do you haven't like do the do the full oh, yeah. intro. Right? Full introduction. Into this, uh... So hi everybody. I'm Phil Better, the podcast mogul. I host uh, six podcasts that I run all by myself, uh, interview-based, entertainment-based, um, and teaching-based. And I also executive produce about 18 other podcasts, all ranging from financial to influencers building their brand. And I help uh, indie podcasters, business owners, entrepreneurs, and influencers leverage the power of podcasting and automation to uh, maximize their time and minimize their effort into putting into the production of their podcast. Now That's... I know I don't need to take Mick seriously. <laughs> I guess he that. either believes that and he's a sociopath or he knows he's being a troll and I don't have to acknowledge him. <laughs> it's Mick, so... It's, it's a, it's a, it's a, you're, you're rolling a dice. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a little Mick. bit of both. So, yeah. Tim, do you want to introduce yourself too? Since Hi, I'm here. Tim. I'm here. I'm new. <laughs> What's up, homie? Uh, long time Happy listener, first time caller. So... Yeah, today is my 24, uh, 24 years with my wife. Put up with me for 24 Woo! years. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, so that's what's that's what's going on today over in the the, uh, the Tim world. Uh, but, yeah, so so glad to have you guys on here. Chris, so glad you could make it. Jake, uh, nice to meet you in person. Nice we've been talking. Nice yeah, we've been texting a little bit on Discord, yeah. by the way. Uh, if you're not already on TikTok and uh, you need to go to, to TikTok, check out Jake the Jedi. His channel is really cool. Check out Master Allen at Level Up Light. And uh, yeah, yeah, uh, really cool stuff. Jake, I was watching your stuff the other day and I, the the blade swinging you're doing, I'm like, ooh. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. Cool, cool stuff, man. Cool stuff. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and of course, uh, I, I was a guest on Chris's podcast on Scarberries talking about my uh, my own journey through different things, and Chris has been uh, gracious enough to come on another show that I host called Focused on Forward. Uh, but through all those conversations, we also both realized that uh, we're giant geeks and we have something in common, and so uh, that's why Chris is here tonight. Um, and then, of course, my podcast mogul, the king himself, Phil Better, the man who every time he talks about how many podcasts he has, I get really, really sleepy. Um, <laughs> I do have to say, though, that when you you told us who our guests were and you posted on Facebook and I clicked on Chris's profile and the necrotizing fasciitis survivor and I'm like, oh, yeah, even just the words necrotizing fasciitis. I'm like, I know what that is. That's insane. Yes. Yeah. That's an origin story. Oh, that is. A, that is an origin story. Deadpool. That is impressive. That is an impressive. Way to go, Darth Man. I can show my scars. Let's go. A thousand. Go. What? What? That's, That's good. Money That's awesome, right man. There. All right. So 
where are we on the stream of things? Because I kind of came into this all we really, have really lot. We haven't even started. So we've done Tony Anakin seven sidetracked different ways. The first half. Me and so, yeah, so I walked into uh, Anakin being whiny, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be fun. that you would have expected Anakin to have been a little more polished than he was. And Indiana Jones meets Freddy Krueger. But I have I have to laugh a little bit. You're talking about somebody who grew up on a sand planet being polished, and I'm like, so he was like, <laughs> well, I pun like well done, well done on that pun. <laughs> Thank you. I saw saw a meme earlier today, and it showed the Black Knight from Monty Python and Anakin just <laughs> sitting there together, oh, and Jesus. Anakin's like, I, I guess we'll call this one a draw. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Just a flesh wound. All right. We didn't have okay, high so. ground, though. <laughs> I always like the, the picture of Darth Vader looking at the lava lamp, and the lava lamp says from Obi-Wan on it. Yep. <laughs> nice. Oh, boy. Nice. <laughs> oh, All right, goes, so... Every time it goes into our Facebook group, I approve it, <laughs> even though it's in there like 800 times, because it doesn't make me stop laughing. <laughs> So uh, for tonight's topic, uh, we originally weren't planning on talking about the prequels, but I love a little detour. Detours are always fun. Uh, so tonight, yeah, I know. And I do appreciate you guys biding your time waiting for me to show up. But you guys did a wonderful job on the on the beginnings there. Yeah, well done, you. So uh, before we jump into that, I do have one more small detour. I need to give a, a good shout out to another show friend. Uh, our fellows over at the Showboys podcast. They sent me this really super cool uh, mm. Moff Gideon glow-in-the-dark Funko Pop and T-shirt combo. So I'm really stupidly excited about this. Uh, I just have to decide whether or not I'm going to open the box because, as you may see, I'm not a big fan of opening the boxes. There's a lightsaber so. on screen. There's two lightsabers on screen. Yes. Um, <laughs> lit lightsabers on screen. Uh, I can start them if you want. No, no, we're good. We're good. I don't need to be more emasculated. Thank you. <laughs> Over here, just in my little cell, Darth Vader. But uh, big thanks to the fellows over at Showboys for that uh, fun co pop. It means a lot to me. Uh, and if you haven't checked out the Showboys podcast, I strongly suggest you check them out. They're actually running, and we're going to talk about Boba Fett tonight. But they're actually running a companion show to their normal show about just about uh, episode by episode breakdown of Boba Fett. And uh, they had me on their episode sixty six or Order sixty six special, rather, uh, a little while back to talk about what my views on order 66 was and my views of the importance of order 66 in the star Wars galaxy, really cool conversation and uh, strongly, strongly recommend those guys. But tonight we are here. We have summoned this high council of nerds. Yes. Not the high council, but a high council of nerds. Uh, Want to make that clarification. Uh, that's a whole TikTok thing. Oh yeah. yes. Yes. Uh, but anyway, uh, Really excited to have these guys here because we're going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett. We're four episodes in and um, just want to see what everybody's thoughts are. What do you have predictions? Do you have theories? What do you think about the show thus far? How's it going? And you can't see my background now. You don't feel cool because we can't see your background. I can see your background. I mean, no, but the 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 logo. Oh, there. that okay. The yeah. logo was blocking his face. Oh, you're you're black black Kaiser. Just. Awesome. Yes, Nick. Oh, I was just he's trying just to grab the logo. Thought, he's just yeah, holding, holding the logo. The logo. Thank you for doing the job. <laughs> I, can, I can adjust. I thought it. we were like in class. All of a sudden, Nick's like, uh, I "Teacher, I have a question." I raised my uh, hand. As probably the least 
uh, Star Wars nerdy nerd here. Um, I've been loving it. I love the the flashback, seeing how he's come up, the connection to uh, the Mandalorian, seeing how there that crossover is going to happen as well. Um, I I've been watching a lot. There's a there's a YouTuber I follow called Heavy Spoiler. And he does a lot of breakdowns of shows and stuff. And he's been breaking down Easter eggs and all that. And I had no idea about the uh, Wookiee Bounty Hunter. I had no idea because right. I'm, I'm like a casual fan. I'm not like mm-hmm. deep dive in. Um, but it's been awesome because it's it's. I know they put the legend, like I know they split the timeline or the, the, the world of Star Wars into legend and then what's now canon. And they're somewhat bringing back some of the legend stuff into what they're calling the new, like the the Disney verse version of star Wars. And I'm, I, I'm enjoying it because they're, I feel they're paying, playing homage to, for the fans. Like they're giving the fan service, but at the same time, they're not, it's not like it's being shoved down our throat that some studios, <coughs> Sony um, has done in the past. <laughs> Subtle. I dig it. <laughs> right <laughs> i completely forgot the name for a second as i'm coughing i'm like oh that's the name and then it comes out afterwards nice uh, but yeah so like I- i've been enjoying it like i know there's been criticism because it's it's not like what everybody thought like boba fett's being changed and uh, all this and it's like whatever I- boba fett right. was just a badass because he was a bounty hunter and he looked cool that's that's boba fett for me as a like mm. a, a, fi- a five-year-old Sure. I said five. It was not a swear word. <laughs> Want that clear? Only one coffee. There um, you go. Go ahead, Chris. You know, I, I agree with you, Phil, that, you know, and we have to credit, you know, Dave Filoni and especially John Favreau, who's writing the series yeah. about giving us so much in the way of those nods to the legends, to the comic book. Yeah, that's where Black, I always, I always want to say Black Chrysanthemum. <laughs> but Black Samson. That's his sister. And yeah, yeah, she's a pretty princess. And all of those little nods, and so I'm loving it too. My, you know, this is a smaller issue, but I think that Rancor is a Trojan Rancor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One hundred percent. I can't I'm, trust I'm any Trejo. Really, I'm really interested. Interested to see how the Huts play this off. Because it's going to be just epic when it happens. But, you know, they could not have cast a better Rancor trainer than Danny Trejo. I mean, if you want to, if you want, I mean, you you look at his face, his face says Rancor trainer. I can't wait to get my Danny Trejo Funko Pop. (laughs) That has to happen. If I don't get a Danny Trejo Funko Pop, I'm going to... I'm going to machete something. We riot. That's oh, we riot. Yes, riot. that's it. We're just riot. I saw Jake. an interesting TikTok too about the rancors are Star Wars pit bulls. Yeah. Well, after the last episode, yeah, kind of, kind of looks that way, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, they're they're misunderstood and they're used for for fighting, but they're actually big, sweet, loving creatures who are very loyal to their owners. And I'm like, oh, my dog is just a human she's just she's an earth rancor like makes her a little bit cooler than just a silly so (laughs) while we're talking about animals and you know other planets and all those things okay so one of the things that i didn't understand ever about banthas was they were good for anything other than just riding them apparently you know 
Uh, but the simple fact, like, they are so apparently loyal. Like, the one with, that's following Bobo around is, like, like that's his best friend. He's wagging the tail and everything. And I was like, holy <laughs> cow. Like, that's just a big furry sheepdog. Yeah. So every time I hear the bantha go, I always go back to the 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 Star Wars real time strategy game. It was like Star Wars Battlegrounds or something like that. Oh, and like every that. time you click on a, a bantha, it would go. Rrr, rrr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Oh, god, Is that like when you go up to a sleeping cat, poke them just for they for them to do just that little part of it? Yeah. <laughs> and like every time you moved them, they would just go. Rrr. all right jake what's your take so far i'm loving it man i don't understand why it gets so much hate i really don't i mean it it was a little slow i just think people had expectations even though people people think boba was super like badass but i mean he really in the in episode six he's really not he doesn't do too much he just looks like he is um so i think people aren't giving him enough time to develop i mean they are going through flashbacks and we did get like devoured by a huge animal but at the same time now he's full strength so i guess we'll see um, yeah still like the asshole do that to you yeah exactly that's what i'm saying so i hear i I found it kind of interesting and i kind of agree with you jake quite a bit actually because i one of the things that i think is plaguing the series is expectation versus reality we've had what 35 40 years in order to build this up in our minds as to Mm -hmm. what Boba Fett should be or could be and so people want to see that because that's what's in their brain they want to see that on screen and if they don't get that they're not allowing for the build-up and the backstory because I think up to this point I think Boba's only had about was it 10 to 13 minutes of on time on on camera time lines yeah he (laughs) hasn't had a whole lot so everything that people have imagined Boba to be is not from film Right, it's from their imagination, and And yeah, he's really he looks really cool, and yeah, from Legends and all this stuff. So they want it to be that. And I feel like we're gonna get there. I feel like that's where they're headed with it. We're going to get that hundred percent that that pure satisfaction of the that's the Boba we've been waiting for. And we we've seen glimpses of it already. Well, yeah, right, exactly, exactly. And the the fourth episode is really because like the first three episodes were really heavy on exposition, Mm -hmm. telling Mm -hmm. us God. Because all the episodes were basically split between flashback and Boba's like present timeline, like we had three episodes that were each actually just one and a half episode of those individual threads. Right. So right. Like, that was that was a lot of time to invest in setting the board for him becoming the Godfather, which is basically what this been building but, to. And right. Episode, that's what this like, feels like is is Star Wars Godfather, which. Yeah, I don't know if anybody ever watched the show Black Donnelly's. It only got one season. Amazing show. But it's, but I knew I liked him. (laughs) There's so like Black Donnelly's is the origin story of this leader of the Irish mob, and what the show was originally supposed to be about was the very, very reluctant acceptance of that role by the main character like the main character didn't want to be an organized crime he just kept getting dragged in because of his brothers and and so like it was this sort of like the sopranos that's what it was supposed to be and boba fett seems very much like it's supposed to be star wars sopranos it just took us a really long time for boba to be the guy yeah right but you know we had all this set up and and we had to watch boba get knocked around a lot which is there is a 
the cult following of Boba Fett in the Star Wars community is a very interesting mix of people. And of the people that get super mad when Boba Fett is not automatically successful and really good at everything are like, it is, it is a perfect circle with toxicity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that Venn diagram, diagram it's, it's just, it's just them. It's yeah. one on top What's of each other. No one hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans. Yes. yes. Um, and so, and like, there is a Chris, lot. Chris of, gets a star. Yeah, great. <laughs> there's a lot of of the negativity about around Boba Fett up to this yeah. point. That like people wanted episode after episode of Boba Fett coming in and being a gunslinger. Because mm-hmm. um, we got we got a lot more action from Mandalorian than we have from. From Boba Fett so far. I mean, there's also right. two seasons, though. Well, but I mean, there's even two, the but even in the first and it's a couple of episodes of Mandalorian. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's completely two different characters. Like we don't know how Boba Fett was. We, he was smart because we knew that he figured out where the Falcon was uh, and trailed them. And we found out a bit about his origin that he was a clone. That's it. You know, <laughs> that's all we actually really know of. This Boba Fett character. Hold on, we're going to be doing this. Then I'm going to have to get one of these. Well, but this is the. No, I have to buy one. one. <laughs> yes, I know. I have to buy one. I don't have one. Oh, you didn't Shoot. win your questionnaire when you were a guest. No, I didn't. Yeah. I don't. I was never given one. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's a we'll different talk, podcast. Though. That's my fault. I set you up for. We'll talk, uh, but yeah, like, we don't know how oh, smart ahead, Boba ahead. Fett is, because. We don't know who he is. We, as you say, people have placed their own expectations on him. Like he, he said it. I don't want to be a bounty hunter. He's like after being eaten by a guy, <laughs> by a, a, a sand uh, thing. Like why do I want to be a bat? Uh, like I can be like Jabba and control stuff. Yeah, that's a much like I. I never understood why people are like I just want to be the muscle. Like no, I want to be the guy controlling the muscle. Right. Then I don't get hurt. Nobody wants to be the muscle forever. Right. Oh no, there there are very there are many people who are happy being the muscle because they don't have to think. Well, I but, get my money and I'm but happy. eventually that muscle is gonna gonna give out. So, <laughs> but then you, but then which is fine because then I can replace it with a new muscle. <laughs> like I realize this. A lot of this is the problem. A lot of the uh, manly men or the toxic masculinity things they forget that this is more powerful because if you have this and, set, and control muscle, it's better than just having the muscle. Because right. I can, you can be used. Like that's why I always looked at like the the the, the Riddler because he's using like brain power over the muscle of Bane in that. So th- this is the problem. Like no one knows who or how smart Boba Fett is because we don't know where he came from. Because we last time we saw him, he was holding up his dad's head. Yeah, you know. And then afterwards, like, where did he go? Did he go train with the? Uh, Mandalorians who so are so a bunch of it's in the animated Clone Wars, which is worth watching. Um, yeah. but there's a bunch of arcs of young Boba in the Clone Wars right. being taken in by assorted bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. And that's how he himself becomes bounty hunter. But he's also basically just pulled into a lot of opportunities to try to sabotage the clone army and the republic mm-hmm. and some other things like that. Like he's he's essentially he's a radicalized terror like radicalized mm-hmm. child turned terrorist. Um, which, I mean, he watched the Jedi chop off his head, and so then he wanted to destroy all the Jedi. I get it. Worst uh, bring your kid okay. to work day ever. <laughs> Absolutely the worst one ever. Um, possibly the Death Star one is kind of bad, too. The Darth Vader bring your kid to work day is also a bad one. Because yeah. right? you end up yeah. killing your boss and dying. Like, <laughs> it's also pretty bad. 
So, whereas Mando took his kid to work every day. <laughs> you know, I, I think too. I, I think too that a lot of people had expectation about what the what the escape from the Rancor pit was supposed to look like. You know, or the Sarlacc pit, rather. Excuse mm-hmm. me, what the escape from the Sarlacc pit was supposed to look like. Frankly, I was ecstatic to get anything showing how he escaped. So I even though that, that was did it right away, right? Mm-hmm. Even though it was only like two minutes, what two minutes long? I think two to three minutes at most. Uh, but to see that hand punch up through the sand, oh, oh. that was that was for me. I'm like, yeah, we're good from here. We're all right. But Whatever I also loved like when he crawled out. They his armor was like still like sticky and had sand mm-hmm. here. They didn't make it, it like sizzling. Like, it was yeah. sizzling like you. It looked like it was lived in, and he actually came out because you know sometimes so they they come out of the sand and they're like perfect, and you're like. I've been in sand. I'm not going to explain so why. Pretty. I didn't it's come out like it everywhere. <laughs> it was everywhere. <laughs> you know, so like I loved how they like showed like it was like destroyed and like he was healing from like if you look each episode, his skin was getting less and less like dried out white, you know, like so I love seeing that like they they're, they're, the attention to detail they're doing is amazing and like I had, I don't understand why people are like. Well, he's not the super strong guy I like, or he's not doing this. I wanted this. It's like, so it's not for you. Don't watch it anymore. Like, just give it time. Like, yeah, like, like, there's also give it time. Like, I didn't like the first couple episodes. Well, uh, um, of us show, I can't remember. But it, oh, like, one. I get billions. Sorry, oh. billions. Like it, I had to, it, I had to warm up to it. But right. like, or like. Sons of Anarchy or shows like that. Like it took a couple episodes before I was like, this is the, they, they well, give me more, more. I think that was the difference with Mando though, is because we didn't really have a lot of Star Wars content before Mando. Mando was like kind of the first like push into Disney Plus. So everybody was excited no matter what. It could have sucked yeah. and everybody would have liked it. But right. Now, and they kind of have expectations. They gave us, that. they gave us Grogu. They gave us, right. That's it. Well, Mando yeah. was super action heavy right from jump. Like Mando wasn't trying to tell a story at the beginning. It was just like, all right, this guy's going to get knocked around for three episodes. Mm-hmm. Do you guys like, think if it was a little slower to start, would people still like it? I feel like, yes. I feel like people would have liked it either way. I think because well, we were so starved for anything Star Wars exactly. that we would perceive as good because it's like, oh, Mandalorian associate with the most badass bounty hunter in the world uh, right. in the galaxy boba fett so this is going to be cool and like not a lot of casual fans like i count myself as a casual fan know a lot about the mandalorians we don't know much because right. we're like what is a mandalorian and so we have a show that's explaining some of that to the casual fan and it's like okay cool we're enjoying it because it's action we're learning some stuff oh and then and you also have like I know John Favreau was planning all this out. Like this is the brilliance of Disney. They find one person who's really smart and knows their stuff and goes control it all but make money. So they gave mm-hmm. that to Kevin Feige and Kevin Feige just made the universe uh, of nerds right. And then John Favreau proved himself worthwhile and they gave it to uh, they gave him a chance and he's been able to destroy it. You know. And so they're tr- like he has a vision. I think that's why there's uh, the third the the third trilogy in the Star Wars, like the the sequels. That's why it's considered bad because there's no overarching story. We don't know because they change it to each uh, each week. You know, like each episode. Yes, push, go. I'm gonna push back on that. So originally, all three movies were supposed to have different directors, different writers, but the story group was in charge of here's what your movie's responsible for, here's what your movie's responsible for, and so forth, which is fairly common in Hollywood. Like, I mean, that's what Marvel's been doing. Yeah. Um, 
after the reaction to Solo, the original director and writer for The Rise of Skywalker left citing creative differences. Um, but the script that they had worked on and had spent years working on got leaked. And so we know what the original outline was supposed to be. And so it's reasonable to assume that Disney was like, okay, it needs to be this now after they'd already put three years into the script with a certain right. arc and things that the previous movies had set up. And he was just like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. I don't want to write this. I don't want to, you know, da, 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 da. And so then that's when they brought Abrams back in. So it's a really common narrative that it was like, well, I think if Abrams had gotten to do all three and then gotten to do his vision, like Abrams wasn't doing his vision. He was doing the outline that he was instructed to do by the story group, just like Ryan Johnson was. And so measuring the first two movies against the third movie is really difficult because when the first two movies were made, the third movie was intended to be something completely different. And then we got a Star Wars Greatest Hits movie, which is not my favorite, but um, there are enough good things to talk about that I don't have to dedicate my content to complaining about The Rise of Skywalker. But that like, that, that pivot makes it really hard to talk about the sequels because two-thirds of it was made with one ending in mind, and then the final third was made reactionary to fan response to, to other stuff. Yeah, that's not an uncommon issue with with Star Wars. The same thing happened in, not the exact same thing, but the reactionary well, changes. Jedi, like were directed by people not Lucas, and that's forgotten. Right. I don't have a problem with with the movies having individual directors because the original trilogy there's there's not a, you know there's different directors for all those movies, you know different writers but and and all that. And we story would have been nice. Yeah, but you know even in the prequels, um, you know. There was there was reactionary changes because of fan, you know, pushback and blowback and all those different things. So I mean, it is what it is. But I do but, feel like the sequel trilogy is part of the reason we were so excited for Mandalorian is we wanted Star Wars content that wasn't Skywalker related. <laughs> that too, absolutely. We absolutely. wanted something outside of the Skywalker saga because that there's so much to explore and beat repeatedly. Right, right. There's One so much outside the Skywalker. Like yeah. I'm sorry, Alan, go ahead. There's, there's one Mandalorian episode with a lightsaber in it. Only one. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, we can make Star Wars content without Jedis, without Sith. Like, I think yeah. that's what they wanted with the Mandalorian because it was like, oh, yeah. we can create this new character. If it goes belly up, no, none of the original, like, canon characters will be hurt. We're right. safe. And they, it just, with the introduction of Baby Yoda, Grogu, it just exploded. And they're like, all right, so this is proof of concept that people just want Star Wars as long as it's good and has some connection to the original trilogy right. somehow. Right. And I feel know? like when they when they pulled that in in the finale when Luke came and got Grogu, and we had that that moment of the, hey, we are still in the same galaxy, we Thanks, are still Elizabeth. in the same universe, but we didn't have to be bombarded by Jedi's and lightsabers the whole time. Mm -hmm. Wait, what, yeah. what does this yeah. say? Uh, yeah. So John's, yeah, John says, Rise of Skywalker was a fun movie if you take it as a standalone film. I can legitimately enjoy it. I don't think it was the best end cap to the saga, though. And I would agree with that 100%. Um, it's a good movie, but if you're trying to tie it into the rest of the, the saga, I think it becomes a little problematic. However, I yeah. do now feel that with Mandalorian and with Grogu being <laughs> Grogu, we need Mel Brooks to do more space balls because we need a baby <laughs> Gogurt. Yes. We went from Gogurt. yogurt. Can we have a baby Gogurt, please? Like a travel no, size? Yes. I think you know what Disney should just do? Disney should just buy the rights and create it for us and just pay Mel Brooks to do it. <laughs> just Disney I would can watch it. 
I would do it. Like every di- hard, every Star Wars fan would watch it because, mm-hmm. as much as we may hate Star Wars, we also love when something's made fun, make fun of Star Wars when it's done in like like Mel. As Brooks long as it's way. us making fun of, it. yeah. If it's us well, making fun of it, we're okay with it. That's one of the Robert reasons why Robot Brother only we can make fun of Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. No one's allowed to and make fun of Star Wars. And that's one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons why Robot Chicken did so well. That's one of the reasons why Family Guy did so well is because yeah. they made fun of it, but they did it smartly. Mm-hmm. They, was, they were punching well as equals and a little up, you know. Yeah. Like yeah, they it weren't was, punching down fun. on the regular. They're like, look at the coxicity. They're going like what everybody everybody can agree that these types of Star Wars fans everyone hates because they just mm-hmm. hate on hate, right? They don't find anything to love or anything about Star Wars. Like I find things <laughs> in the prequels. Do I love all the prequels? No. Do I enjoy the story that there was kind of being told? Yes, because it was giving me something a bit more about a character I liked. I like Darth Vader, right? Like he he was a like in this he was a badass, right? The first time you see him, like he's just like walking in this deep corridor, and you're like, wow. Badass. But yeah. uh, that scene in Rogue One. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, to, to piggyback on the St- Skywalker comment, yeah, oh, we're, we're being done with it. And going back to Boba Fett, do you think this is the last time we're going to see Tatooine and any nope. regard, no. you know, and any heavy regard? No, because I think no, we're going to see a, a lot of uh, outlying lands and planets, especially stuff that was at the you know the. Uh, <laughs> That was at the edge of the, uh, the edge of the galaxy type stuff where uh, where stories weren't being told of those people. Like, I mean, we have like so in the last episode, and if you haven't watched it by now, it's not my fault. Um, in the last episode, we got the, you know, uh, Black Crescent and tearing the arm off the Trandoshan. You know, it'd be cool to be able to see more of that story as to why the Trandoshans and and Wookiees don't get along and see that played out. And and there's all kinds of there's all kinds of information that can be put out on that type of stuff. Thanks, Will. That's that's our boy Wise. Check him out. Did on, anybody on the, else uh, have the, the moment though when he walked around the corner that you're like, oh, it's a Wookiee. Oh, it's a scary Wookiee. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not this, when, when he growled. Yes. Oh. That moment where you're like, but Chewie makes me feel safe. That I do not feel safe. I do a, not you're not supposed to story about the origin of that character. So, so Black Chris, and growled, and I said. I need an adult. <laughs> Daddy, please. So I told my husband, we were watching it together, and we both had that moment of the, oh. You're not boy. friendly. Oh, right? You're not friendly, dog. I'm like, I feel like it was that same feeling as when um, U.S. agent has Cap's shield, and all of a sudden there's blood Whoa. all over Captain America's shield, and you're like, that's not, that's just not, that's not right. That's not yeah. There's not you feel like walking in on your parents having Disney sex. Plus, like, that's right? what it felt like. <laughs> Nick, you were going to say something? Hold on, Captain America Shield. That... Jake, I'm assuming you, you have this story too. The, yeah, so... the, original, the original author for Black, Black Chrysanthemum, the working title they used for his name. Mm, no, I don't. No. It's floating around TikTok from, from some of our mutuals, so I, I, I wouldn't serve if you'd seen it yet. And so the author uh, let us know on Twitter when he was first writing that character, that the working name for that character was Nubaka. Nubaka. <laughs> that was going in such a different way than I was expecting, <laughs> considering like the like the generation that may have I'm, written that character. I'm glad that's where we landed, though. Yeah. Oh, I'm super happy. <laughs> like, I was like, stuck the landing. <laughs> the landing right. stuck. It was amazing. Good job. But I was like, oh, this could be bad. But like, I am excited to see where his character goes. So, do you guys think in do you think we're going to see him in Kenobi? That's a good question. I would say yes. That's how he gets 
Yeah, he gets that scar yeah. from Kenobi. Um, My question, okay, for Kenobi, is there going to be that duel between Darth Maul? No, because that already happened. Yeah, he's already okay. done. Yeah. He's already done. It happened in Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, no, I know it. I know it previously happened, and it, I'm just saying for casual fans because some of the casual fans didn't watch Rebels or Ooh. Clone Wars because they thought it was for children. Would I like to not. see it? Yes, it but I don't think it's going to be there. I was going to say it might be a flashback because they brought they, they could, yeah. brought other cartoon characters into real, and so why would they not? I mean, they could do it again. I mean, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. You went from okay. I, I I do think they're going to bring it because it's such a huge thing in the like hardcore Star Wars fans, and it would be an amazing like they can call back, they can get Ray to come in and play it once mm. more, you know, and you can get the like, this amazing duel, and people are going to love it. Like you can build up to it and have flashbacks because he could be battling the the syndicate, you know, like a, the reborn syndicate or whatever. So that it could be like flashbacks to okay, how does this? And then you can tie in because uh, there's rumors, and I don't know if we're allowed to talk about rumors on the show. Sure, allowed? Yeah. absolutely. There's rumors that um, the Pikes are not the real threat behind it. Yep. It's the Syndicate, and you're gonna have uh, what's her name? Uh, Kira. Yeah, Kira show up with a possibility of uh, a Tom uh, uh, Harrison Ford de-aged. So that they can have that ending or whatever. So Phil, if you listen to the the theme music of the uh, Boba Fett yeah. show, Boba. the music matches. He's not from with... the south. It's Boba. Boba Fett. <laughs> oh, not in you. Boba Fett lives in the trailer park. The the music actually matches, and they use the same theming from the Crimson Dawn. I didn't know that. In, yeah. in the Okay, so, cool. Again, so there's a little so, musical note tie-in. You, you would, have, I didn't even know it. Uh, Nick showed it to me today, and he's like, "Did you see this? That we might, you know, there's a possibility of something with Crimson Dawn." I'm like, I'm "Like, no." And he's like, "Yeah." And he shows that. me the bit and right in. I was like, "Oh, it's gotta be." We, speaking of other music, so like the music, um, at this is why in I love episode this four. In episode four, we get the music from the Mandalorian's theme. Yep. Yeah, was that that I noticed because it's a very like the it's a western. So it was like yeah. this is a space yeah. and this is a like, I don't understand. Yep, we're gonna get more Mando. Well, because there is that point when when you have the you have the flashback and Mando's going into the scene, you have the guys uh putting the the skeleton the the helmets and you have what's her name walking the background with her bots, and we actually get Daris, yeah. Yeah, her I'm horrible with names. Um, <laughs> and we get her like that same kind of he Mando walks by, so we know it's. And then with the latest episode, again, spoilers if you haven't seen it, but Tim already ruined it. It's been uh, over forty-eight hours. <laughs> no longer for a, a TV show. I usually give seventy-two, um, just because well, I. Know, it came out Thursday, so we're I know. Wednesday. Like we're like four or five days. Like it's. It's it came fine. out Wednesday. Um, Thanks, you, you you see the backstory of how he gets with uh, Finn, I think her name is, or Finnick. Uh, Thank you, Finnick. And you see the whole thing, and you you see him pick her up at like the end of episode five, I think, of Mando. So we it's like if you don't think he's showing up, you're you're first of all you're a fool because Pedro doesn't have to be there. He just has to record his lines, and we're done. And they can pay sure. anybody to be in the suit, right? That's what they did with with the show, right? And so it's three actors that wear the suit for various like shots, mostly the same shape. 
Yeah. Like, when you yeah. see them side by side, they don't, they look, it's no. the armor does all the work. Yeah. So, I am glad you, that Pedro Pascal finally learned to wear a helmet. There you go. Chris, you you're trying to say something? Okay, Chris, you're trying to say something? I was just giggling at the jokes. <laughs> uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, Take fair it away, enough. man. Run with something. I you got, got the spotlight on you. Just go. <laughs> so well, I, I thought Nick had a question for me. Oh, no. I was just going to point out that we will see more Tatooine in the future with Obi-Wan. And- yeah, well, I, my point, my question was, though, I guess we will, yeah. Because I think I've seen some criticism online, imagine that, about there's too much focus Touch on my Tatooine. Pearls. You know, um, where that, everything starts, though. <laughs> I know, exactly, right? It, that is true. That is true. But of all the places in the in the Star Wars universe, why go to this backwater desert sure. planet and, and, you know, focus so much on there? But I, I mean, I am interested in what internal else is going on. Really happen besides two reasons. What's that? There's two reasons. Star Wars learned during the the sequel trilogy that if they get too off script, uh, the flesh is really strong, difficult to control. And the second one is because doing sets in Tunisia is really inexpensive. <laughs> and so for, for Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Kenobi, we are going to see a whole lot of Tunisia and a whole lot of Vancouver. So his his question actually leads into what I was going to ask. Um, so how do you guys think he's going to get Mando in the next episode? Do you think they're going to just like call up the guild and be like, "Hey, we need this guy," or do you think they're going to go to Mandalore? I think they're going to leave Tatooine next episode. I don't they think there's I think a Fennec Cat probably has a back channel. You think so? Reach out. So I am curious as to where that specific thing fell. Right in t- in the timeline, in the timeline because Mandal because they do appear in the Mandalorian and I was gonna go back and watch that today and be like okay where exactly is this because he doesn't have his armor yet but he does but he's going to need Mando so I'm thinking they meet up with Mando at that point and I have to almost rewatch that episode because I want. Like why? Oh, you're there? talking about the you're talking about the Bobo reveal episode in in Mando in, and then, in Mando. That's yeah. like right after the the last flashback we got, basically. So yeah, he takes it. He he helps Fennec, and then they basically right after that follow Mando after that flashback. But in right, present so I'm time, wondering where that's what I'm wondering is in present time where is Mando when Fennec says, you know, credit so to muscle in I, season three of Mandalorian is where yeah he's he. Yeah. Right. So there is a rumor that he's going to have a new uh, a new a new boo fighter now as his ship. Mm. That's I mean, that's something that so I'm on board with that shit. You are that's your favorite, sure, favorite yeah. ship in Star Wars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go on board for that shit. <laughs> yeah. So he apparently because obviously the his his ship got right destroyed. Yeah. Uh, the old yeah. yeah. I'd be okay. kind of sad though if they just call him though. I kind of I'm I'm hoping for Mandalore. I hope we get to see uh, someone go get him. Because he's got to be there. One hundred percent, he's got to be there. Moff Gideon is there. I think you're. I think you're going to see. I'm hoping. I, I let's put it this way. I shouldn't say. I think. I'm hoping that we do leave Planet for a little while. I hope that we do go to Mandalore. I hope that we get to see uh, some. Yeah, at least one episode. I want to see Bo Katan. I want to see. Um, you know, because and if you think about it, bringing Mando in makes a lot of sense because not only is he well Mando and super cool and everybody loves him, uh, but he's also still has. You know the dark saber, 
Right. That has not, he did not turn that over to Bo. Uh, you know, she would not take it. Rather, he tried to turn it over to her, but she wouldn't take it because she had, felt she had to win it. So, you know, I'm excited to see if there's a possibility of her circling back into the Boba Fett episode. And then, you know, will that give her an opportunity to get the Darksaber from, from Mando at that point? So there's a, there's a line we haven't brought up yet that I feel like was pretty significant from episode three. Go for um, it. And so when, when the huts show up initially and make their threat. And so the huts show up, they make their threat and Fennec has the line, they're huts. You'll have to have permission to kill them. Mm-hmm. And so we get it established that there's some kind of a governing body that needs to supply a thumbs up for certain political level targets for them to get off. And so there's, there's that, who is it that gives permission? Um, but then the other one, so like it's demonstrated that they don't need to be afraid of anything. And then they give the rancor and peace out. So whoever the pikes are, it's, very reasonable to think they're a cat's paw because like crimson dawn yeah. seems like it's the looming specter because it's the only established organized crime in star wars universe at the mm-hmm. moment and so it seems like crimson dawn is the you know the muscle behind the pike so to speak um but it's it's somebody big and scary but who is it that gives permission to off a hut and who is yeah. it that's powerful enough to get permission from that body because the 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 two of those things inform us about what's going to happen moving forward. Mm-hmm. Because right. whoever the governing body is, is going to be a relevant player. And whoever whoever the organized muscle mm-hmm. that would be able to purchase permission. Well, like, the, yeah, there's, the there's a lot there to, feel, to figure out. So I, I, have, I have a feeling that we're going to get, the pikes are going to be shown that they're not the big threat by the end of the season and then it's like it's Carla Ladoon or like or the Red Dawn or whatever they're called um and that's going to be season two and then we're going to find out more about the governance side of the the black market and all that in season two of Book of Boba Fett and season three will be Boba Fett trying to disrupt it because he doesn't like the way of the order is and all this and and that's when we're going to start getting off planet like I think we're going to be pretty much on planet. Maybe one or two, uh, an episode where he goes, gets Mando, says, hey, you owe me. Remember when I did that job with you? Yeah, come. You know, we'll have that next episode. And then it's like, we all, like Marvel and Disney always make like the penultimate, like the most badass episode. And then the final, they just go, they give us that like final thing. So I feel like we'll have a reveal that season two is going to have uh, uh, like the, the Black Dawn or whatever the Red Dawn, whatever they're called, Crimson Dawn. Thank you. I knew it was a color. That, that would that would be crim- that would be Crimson Dawn. Crimson Thank Dawn. Crimson Dawn. I, I think it's Crimson Dawn for a thousand. Delta Dawn. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that's stuck in my head. Oh <laughs> yeah. So that's how oh, I think they're going to go for the the rest of the seasons. And I have no idea what they're doing with Mando. I'm just one season. So you guys think that's gonna? It's not gonna be like. I don't know. I kind of think it's going to happen this season. I think the next episode we're going to get Mando and then we're at least going to get the start of this war. I don't know. I don't know if they would push that out to after a season just because like people already don't like how there's not enough action in the show. I don't think they because there's a rumor that season or not season um, episode six is going to be where a big cameo happens. Right. Yeah. Right. So if well, that's right not if that's, talking that that might be Windu. 
I don't be- know about that. I don't think I would like that, to be honest. Well, and I'm, I'm skeptical. <laughs> where, was he, where was he the whole original trilogy? No way he just didn't do nothing. Maybe, hey, time. maybe he was maybe he was no looking way. it, hiding it off on another. No, know, if they somewhere. do that again, I'm done. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> done with this show. Uh, no, I think it's going to be. I That's think the it's martial arts be. trope, though. Yeah. Like, uh, we, I think, I think it'll be Bo-Katan. We also don't know the whereabouts of Ezra Bridger. He, I don't think they'll show him until Ahsoka. But not until Ahsoka. I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no. see that happening until Ahsoka. No. So which I, uh, which uh, episode do you think uh, Boba rides the Rancor? Episode seven, the last one. Yeah. It's be seven. That's what I'm saying. It's the war. Like the war is going to at least start this season. I don't. It might not end this season, but this war I, between whoever and who and Boba is going to start. I don't. I don't know that it'll that. physically start, but I think that it it will give us the the ammunition to show that it's in route and it's happening. And so that way they can hit season two with, on the ground running. Yeah. I think we're, I think we're, I think most of season one, what we're enduring right now, what we're, I shouldn't say enduring because that sounds bad because I actually love the show. I'm very happy with the pacing of it is we're getting so much backstory and needed backstory so we can understand uh, what Boba has gone through, what he's, where he's been, what he's done, what he's learned, the importance of the lessons that he gained from the sand people. And why that meant so much, because he even talks about that, that he learned that he needed a tribe. And so right now he's gathering his tribe. And I think and I'm, that tribe is going to help him fight. What's that? Are we, are we going to see the Tuscans again? Sorry, I was so oh, yeah. where, where's, sure. our so. where's our girl Ooh. at? Ooh, wait, wait, wait. That's what wait. I want to talk about. Wait, we saw her. Uh, this we, is very important. We, we saw, saw her, her outfit in, as one of the corpses. Wait, she's, oh. no, no, no way. We just saw the stick, didn't we? We didn't uh, see their, I don't know. Yeah, I think are you sure? There's there's a lot of there's there's bodies hanging off stuff and some other things. That's actually that is that is something that I I simultaneously appreciated and was very frustrated by. Um, is is everybody okay if I complain about a trope for a minute? Yeah, sure. go for it. Okay, so there's there's something that is called fridging that typically is used to to describe something that happens to a female character. Cal so Rainer. we see it in superheroes a lot uh, or superhero movies a lot where romantic interest of hero is a female and something happens to them whether it's that they die or they get threatened or whatever and it becomes the motivation for the hero to hero yeah um now it's personal and so the one of the things i had really hoped was that humanizing the tuscans was something that we were going forward and then they leaned into the trope of oh i know we are going to massacre a tribe of natives to provide motivation for the hero. And I realized that they needed to create an incident to get him out of the tribe to move him forward because he had to learn his lesson. Right. He also had to leave. And so they had to create an incident where he was going to leave. I was very, very disappointed that they chose that route. Um, Because up to this point, I have been stoked that they were breaking the a lot of the a lot of the sort of the stereotypical like and like racially based stereotype that had been wrapped around the tuscans i was really glad they were finally doing something other than that and and humanizing them in a cool way and stuff like that and then episode three happened and i was just like yeah i had issues with episode three um Buckle up, kids. It's about to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> I'm, I'm, enjoying I'm just messaging my mom saying I'm going to be a, a bit longer. <laughs> I, I have to message the Department of Life. I understand. But I, they did 
atone for a few of those things in episode four. And I was like, okay, I, I, I guess that works. I um, still think the, uh, that female warrior and that little kid are going to show up in six or seven. Cause we did, I hope so. They, they didn't show them specifically. So right. there is a chance. I'm just glad we got the biker scene, not the power ranger scene. Not that Power Ranger scene. <laughs> oh, I'm talking Power about Rangers. the biker scene. <laughs> Not the most. Well, that was a, I, I think it was a nod to American Graffiti, but it reminded me of the neutrinos from the original Ninja Turtles five-episode uh, five arc. It's actually was a, a nod to the, the 50s British kids who would take their little Vespas and put mirrors all over them. Yeah, um, they were called mods. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. They were called mods, totally. in fact, yeah. yeah. It uh, and it's the, kind of... The rebirth the, of the Daleks too when yeah. they brought the rainbow colored daleks onto doctor who <laughs> i would i it's just if they wouldn't have made them look like kitchen you know writable kitchen aid mixers it would have been yeah, fine yeah. um if it, if it looked a little faster <laughs> just it felt too slow to me it like mm-hmm. yeah. Really moving. yeah yeah right I, you could it. run faster than these things <laughs> right right yeah that was the slowest uh speed racer chase i've ever seen um you know. They mod their bodies, not their vehicles, I guess. So. Apparently, yeah, just, that is that is too slow and unfurious. So why does it work? Well, the unslow and uncoordinated. Yeah, it was a little rough there, a little bit. But that was my biggest issue with episode three. I, I just had a That's hard time. Thing. It's the only thing and I haven't liked so far. Even on some level, I, I actually kind of liked it. Because it was that, like, that bizarre, this doesn't make sense, this doesn't fit. What Actually, are you doing? As for much as much as it frustrated me, I I too also liked it because there was part of me that kind of reminded me of old campy sci-fi, yeah. where it was you know the the really bad special effects and you know and, or early or early CGI where it was clearly and obviously uh, computer aided and um, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Just oh, on Tatooine though, that was my problem. If it was on like Coruscant, I could see it like way more. Like, right. Like, oh, okay, but. Boba Fett and the cyber slow pokes. <laughs> but then, like, his jetpack, he's got to be able to fly faster than those things. Like, he shows up. What was he just right. hovering above him the whole time? Yeah, because he was, was testing out his crew. He was seeing how well they uh, operated. Anybody uh, else curious how he didn't light his, his robe on fire? <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about. Like, he's got this cloth robe. No kids. No kids for you. Us nothing. So. Well, and, like, so for me, like especially on Tatooine, so like jumping off of Jake's point, we you know Tatooine, everything, even the rich people's stuff looks mm-hmm. like very clunky, unfinished, made out of spare parts, mm-hmm. held together with duct tape and te- duct tape and hope, all and that dirty. kind of thing. And so having having the mods be like shiny and and, and like garish colors and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I appreciated the nod, I thought that was very cool. But it it felt very very out of place in a way that didn't necessarily make sense. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's and, me out of it. Exactly, just takes you out of the scene. It yeah. Really does. Now that you're t- now that you mention it, yes, I I didn't notice it at first because for me it was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Look at their eyeballs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> look, I'm a simple person. I love the construct of those characters. Like, oh yeah. Oh, I think the characters are awesome. <laughs> 
And I feel awesome. like that's the difference between the casual Star Wars viewers, like me and Phil, who are like, oh, yay, more Star Wars, and the, yeah. the, the more in-depth Star yeah. Wars fans who are like, but that's not what it really looks like. Oh, God. Even uh, Phil, just... you're killing me. <laughs> I'm like a Even golden just... retriever, like, ooh, <laughs> eyeballs, hi. So. Even if they just muted the colors <laughs> yeah, slightly, exactly. and then threw some dust on them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, scratch it up, make it look like at least used and it comes from... Right. Because uh, right. like, if they had enough money to get these brand new mopeds... Yeah, because they, they couldn't afford, they there? you know... Yeah. Why are they there? They can't buy water, so just yeah. leave. If you can afford those bikes, just leave. Well, I also right. can understand why, because like when I was young, I was getting tattoos. So it was like, do I get another tattoo or do I go and pay rent? <laughs> oh, I'm cool. You spend your money on your body mods. I'm talking about the bikes. And uh, well, they need a, the, the bikes. They needed the skill. They stole the bikes, obviously. All right, guys. We are running. Well, we're actually a little over time uh, tonight. Although I'm enjoying this, I want to give you guys each a chance real quick to, to plug uh, your show or your TikTok channel. Phil, we'll start with you. We'll just go in order across the screen. Tell everybody one more time, just briefly about you and where they can find you. I'm Phil Better, the podcast mogul. I host six podcasts. You can find me all on Instagram at podcaster Phil Better. Thank you so much. I'm so tired of hearing that. <laughs> if you show up to my lives every single day, you're going to hear that. Every I, I do hear it every day. Tim's I, like three I, shows I, listen, I listen for a reason. I do three shows and I'm tired. All right, uh, Chris. Hey, Everyone, guys. thanks for letting me play in your uh, sandbox, pun intended, a little bit. I I re <laughs> really appreciated the uh, discourse. You can find me at Scarbearers on Apple Podcasts, all the podcast places, and Chris DT Gordon is my YouTube channel where I speak with others about their trials and tribulations, and we talk about how to pass on perfection and go for greatness. So again, thanks a lot for the conversation. Absolutely. And I've been a guest on Chris's show. Uh, it's a really good show. I strongly encourage it. If you guys are looking for a, a positive, upbuilding conversation about people who've gone through some crap, go to Chris's show and you'll hear some really cool stories from some really cool people. <coughs> Me too. <coughs> I've been on there. <coughs> go check it out. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Jake, go ahead. Tell us about you. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was my first time on a podcast. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, you guys are awesome. Uh, go follow me on TikTok, Jake the Jedi. Click the link in my bio. Go buy yourself a lightsaber better than a stick. Go ahead, Master Adam. <laughs> um, side note, Tim, I need to introduce you to Darth Jocko if you guys aren't already friends because he's got an awesome plot as well. I think he'd be a fantastic he's, guest. He's been a guest. Oh, that's he's right. Him. That's <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, he and uh, he and Element 7 Element, both. Yeah. They always bring receipts. I like. I love listening to them tell stuff. Those guys right. are great. I am your friendly neighborhood master, Alan, purveyor of lightsabers, guaranteed better than a stick. Um, and Tim, I forgot to message you about this when you sent me the link earlier. So the Funny Science Fiction Podcast is actually about to get its very own coupon code so that your listeners will be able to get 10% off of purchase. They'll have to enter the coupon code in at checkout. And so I will be able to talk to you about that uh, later on today um but then <laughs> all of you guys that are fans of jake make sure you follow uh, make sure you follow him if you want to help support his content use his link um because he gets i get the i get to support him through the purchases that happen through his link those of you that are fans of the funny science fiction pod like i said you guys are about to get a coupon code dedicated to the podcast that you come and check out on a weekly basis 
And same thing, you can support the pod and support all of these awesome people when you purchase through their link instead of through mine. Okay. You so like, I'm very, very happy to have you purchase through mine. I would way rather see you support them. You said coupon code, and I legitimately heard a large thump from my living room. I think my husband just passed out. <laughs> when he oh looks up, also, the pre-order for the Xenopixel electronics, which is... So this is hard to see because it's so bright, the camera can't pick it up. But if I put it right next to my face, you can see how it's changing color. And so a standard lightsaber, like um, what Nick showed us earlier, the light is in the base, so a lot of times they're called base light. Go ahead and hit it. So it lights up all at once. Okay. Now I don't want to have to talk over that, so you got to mute it. And that's called a base lit because the light is in the base. This, the light is strips of LEDs inside the blade. So these I do not recommend for dueling because while they are better than a stick, replacing your blades is also a lot more expensive. <laughs> um, but they can do a lot of cool features. Like this is the spectrum that is the easiest way to demonstrate that like the blades can just do a whole bunch of stuff. You also have the ability to pull the little SD card out, put your own sound fonts on it. So you can go to Kyberphonic and some of the other sound font makers out there, get your own fonts, load them on your lightsaber. So you get to, to customize it in that way. They're fantastic for um, like showing flow. They're a lot of fun for cosplay or just like swinging around in your room when you're doing a podcast. They're also sneaky, a really good light source for filming Hey. Um, because they emit so much light in the same way that a ring light does. Nice. Yeah. And then it gives you the ability to sort of do environmental lighting and, and all that kind of thing. So if you are, hypothetically speaking, a podcaster and you kind of need a lightsaber to do those things for you or because it would be fun, then you can either purchase through Tim's link, the pre-order where you're going to save a lot of money, ends tomorrow. So you have until the end of the 25th. <laughs> and then he's talking to me with my jaw hitting the floor. <laughs> I'm over here with the, do I have wiggle room or can I? Just, if you're close, just message me. We'll figure it out. Um, and I've known you long enough. Like, oh, just figure it out, whatever. Um, can I have lightsabers? <laughs> I'll, send, I'll send you guys links individually. Uh, I, can, here in a moment. I also now need that on a shirt, Tim. I can have I can, lightsabers. I can't have lightsabers. And yes. and Tim, I need to I need to talk to you and and the and the tea shop about uh, better than a stick on a shirt. Ooh, yeah. we can make that happen. Yes, I know can. a guy. Also, I, you need a, a rancor. You need a Boba and Danny Trejo riding on a rancor on a t-shirt. We might be able to work on that. I know a guy. You know a guy? That's good. I know a guy. Okay. All right, Nick. Uh, hey, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. Don't go away just yet. We want to stick around here for just a moment. Nick, tell us about we... last Friday. So last Friday, our guest was Michael Servers, who was the Observer in the Fringe, Ramses the Fourth in the Tick, Professor Pig in Gotham, and part of the MCU as Elias Star in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hi, I'm Michael Cerberus, and you're listening to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. And you can still find that episode of Funny Science Fiction on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers.
And remember, your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. So please do not forget to click the like and subscribe button. button. I just did. All right. And I am so excited to get to do this, guys. This Friday, our guest is the lead singer and guitarist for a band that you need to know called The Crash Tones. But you also may know him as Davis Bloom, a.k.a. Doomsville in Smallville. And you might recognize him as the man behind another voice. Let's see. Hey, this is Sam Whitworth. Welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. Exit episode 66. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right, Biddle. Ah! So oh. I, I, I have a little kind of... Sir, Tim was a guest on my one of my shows, and he kind of like let it slip that. So I've been like holding it in for oh, so yeah. long. <laughs> We have been so you told me too. Yeah, I was like oh, excited so cool. to share this. Oh my so goodness. yeah, our interview with Sam Witwer, the voice, of course, of Darth Maul from Clone Wars, from Rebels, from the Solo movie. Yes, the man who screams Kenobi so attractively. Uh, will be on our special episode 66 this week. Uh, we talk with Sam about, of course, Star Wars. We talk about his band, the Crash Tones. We talk about v- music being on vinyl and the importance of owning music instead of just listening to it through Apple and Spotify and all those other places. And most importantly, now every dogs. guest that comes on our show, uh, yeah, he has some dogs and they're cute. Uh, <laughs> but, but, uh, and they wanted to be part of the show a couple different times. But now, if you have never seen Sam do any type of Star Wars trivia or anything along those lines, the man is a Star Wars genius. Um, he has forgotten more than I will ever learn about Star Wars, <laughs> and he absolutely destroyed our trivia. He it wasn't even it was a cakewalk for him. And I thought I actually threw some hard ones at him. I was like, all right, I gave I threw one softball at him to make sure that you know he would he do knew. well. And he laughed at it. He, he laughed at all. Yeah. I Isn't like that think how I'm he... a pretty big nerd, and I didn't even know the softball question. <laughs> I would have failed outright. <laughs> Isn't that how he got his spot on? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was like the only one who knew what he was talking about. In um, pretty movies. much, yeah. yeah. Oh, and we talk, we talk Star Wars RPG games. He yes, is, I know he loves those. He is a huge RPG fan, and it makes me so happy. That's a terrible face, Tim. <laughs> I well, can see the pure joy in everyone's face. I, I was laughing so hard through most of the interview. We always have fun. That's gonna be on Friday. That is coming Friday, out this yeah. Friday. What time is that? Eight. It goes up at, uh, goes up th- at midnight. Technically, technically 1201. Okay. It'll be posted and ready. I'll and that's the... I'm watching that on the plane. <laughs> as long as Nick can get his editing act together. <laughs> get your right, editing so, act together, Nick. Gosh, Nick. In, in theory, by 1201. <laughs> uh, technically, by 7 o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> somewhere in between there, we'll have this episode with with sam now sam is not the only star wars person we have upcoming uh we're not going to say who they are yet but there are some really other some really other cool names that we've been able to yeah (laughs) 
It's like one a dad one. on Christmas. Oh yeah, I remember getting you that. Right. Oh, congratulations, kid. Enjoy that. Um, no, we we have one coming up with that we've we've recorded. It's in the books. It's got to go through the editing process. Very excited about that one as well. Um, and another one who I'm I'm negotiating the date and time right now. It looks like we're going to interview them this Friday. So very excited. Uh, got some really really cool stuff coming up. We also just interviewed. Not Star Wars related, but since we mentioned Gotham just a moment ago, uh, we interviewed Cameron by Condova, who was the uh, who plays Selena Kyle in the Gotham series. That'll be coming up here in a couple weeks as well. So, anyway, Hi, Master Alan. Hi, Alan. Bye, guys. I'm sorry I got to put my kids to bed. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you for being here. All right, guys. That's going to conclude us today for Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. If you haven't already hit that that uh, subscribe button, make sure that you do just as the thing tells you down below. Only hit it once. Hitting it twice undoes any of the cool, fun things that you just did. Done diddly did. So <laughs> done diddly dude. Done diddly did. All right, guys. That's it. Enjoy. Thank you. Guys. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at funny sci-fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the contact me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. <laughs>